think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, sports fans, welcome back to another episode of Pez's Picks. As I always say, I'm not Pez. I'm Jeff Hartman. Joining me is the guy with the picks. Pez, what's going on? How are you? Doing great, Jeff. Up here in New England. Got a meeting with Belichick and the Patriots tomorrow. We're going to try and figure out what the hell is going on with that team before they head over to Germany. Yeah, for those that are listening in audio, Pez is literally out there in Vermont. He's up there at the slopes. He's got his Eagles hat. Hey, I've got green on today for those that uh, are watching maybe on YouTube. And the reason why he said, oh, you got your Eagles green. No, this is green for the color of money because last week, Pez was just that. Pez, you had to be watching these games unfold in both college and the NFL saying, holy cow, this is incredible. Well, Jeff, we were watching. We were excited. We were worried about you. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, there's an old saying out of the Bronx that if you're a mush, you put the mush in the bathroom to watch the games. And you're a little <laughs> negative on our birds and some of our picks. And and we were happy you're not you're not talking to us from the bathroom, as they say in the Bronx. But you're not a mush. You can cheer for us against us. Pez's picks is, is too powerful. We're gonna keep on winning, Jeff. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. You know the thing is, is that I, I wasn't down on the birds. That just is a game I wouldn't have touched. And and you actually the picks were money. Let's do that. Like we always start our shows. We go over last week's picks and then we ro- we roll into this week's selections. So let's start with the National Football League. The NFL, you were 2016 and one coming into last week. Let's just say you're now 24 16 and one because you nailed them all. You went with the Cardinals and the Browns, the Browns giving eight. We weren't sure about the Sean Watson when we recorded. He played and he actually performed the, the Browns win. They shut out the Cardinals. You had to be happy. He did, Jeff. And, you know, we learned a lot from that game. Cardinals did not lay down in that game. And, and that's going to bring us to a pick coming up in a few minutes. They, Defense is still playing hard out there. Best player on the team for the Cleveland Browns offense last week was Clayton Toon, the quarterback for for the Arizona Cardinals. But but Deshaun did enough, and and the Browns uh, they're they're a suspect team, I think, a little bit, a little bit. Their defense keeps them in a lot of games. We'll put they it do. That. The, the, they the do. defense is good. They are a got to run the ball. Deshaun Watson. I don't think he is that guy. But for that last week. They did exactly what you wanted, Nets. They covered, and they beat a really bad Cardinals team, they like did. you said. The next game, we're going to be talking about this team Then this week's picks. It's the Green Bay Packers. They hosted the Rams. We weren't sure at the time about Matthew Stafford's health. He doesn't play. The The Rams look awful. They only put up three points. The, the Packers don't look great either. I watched no. a lot of this game, but they find a way to win. They were giving three. They cover the spread. I want to say the final score was about 27 to three close in the first half. They pull away in the second half. You, you were happy with the Packers. I'm sure. Uh, we were uh, both of those first two games and if Pez's picks, we look for advantages. Anytime you get an advantage in the NFL, you got to jump on that. And the advantage on both those games 
we had four quarterbacks, two were about average, and two probably shouldn't be playing in the league. So when you when you have a mismatch like that, and, and we never used to see this in the NFL, but there some of these teams are carrying backups that they're just not ready for the prime time. And the Rams and, and Arizona both rolled out guys last week that got beat up. They turned the ball all over. Uh, Green Bay turned the ball all over too, and, and they kept that that team in it. And we watched that game, and, and things looked a little a little tighter than they should have been for most of it. But they did pull it out. I mean, we had yeah. two blowout wins there, and, and and when things happen like you think they are, that that's a great way to have a gambling Sunday. Absolutely. Then we went to the Indianapolis Colts, the Panthers. The Panthers had won their first game. Everyone's feeling good about it. The Colts, though, they're getting Jonathan Taylor back. He's starting to get his legs underneath them. They end up finding a way to win. The Colts were giving two and a half, and they covered pretty easy. Carolina, they're another team that just looks really bad at times. They're gonna, there's going to be a lot of growing pains for Bryce Young and company, but you got the pick correct. Colts, uh, mustache Minshew did enough to keep us in that game and the, and the running game. And Again, Carolina did not look like a primetime NFL team. I mean, the, all three of those games – uh, a rough, rough competitive spirit on all three of those teams, except the defense in Arizona. I, I'm keeping an eye on them, and I like how they're playing. Okay, now let's finish up with the. Hey, you were you have been great in primetime since we started this podcast. I don't know about your record in primetime prior to when we started the Pez's Picks podcast, but you went Cowboys and in your birds, the Eagles. The Eagles were giving three, and I got to be honest, I was watching the end of this game, and I'm thinking. Man, are we lucking into this or what? I mean, this is literally a game of inches, and that's in the gambling sense as well. Close game, but the Eagles cover. You have to be happy as has a lark, but I'll tell you what, this was a weird finish of this game. It was. Uh, the the Eagles have been winning ugly all year. Uh, Dak Prescott always has big games against the Birds. I think he's 7-2 and two now in the last nine he's played us. Wow. He he does not finish games like Jalen Hurts and like the, the real primetime quarterbacks. That's the only thing separating from him being in that upper level. When when the pressure gets tighter, he seems to panic a little bit. He made a couple mistakes down the stretch and, and their team did. You gotta yeah. run routes to the end zone. You gotta you can't step out of bounds on the one. I mean, you're getting paid a lot of money not to do those things and, and the Eagles didn't. And the Cowboys did and, and the cockroaches went down like they should and Birds are rolling. I mean, we're going to keep on rolling. The birds are giving them the week off. We're going to try and heal. Yeah. We had a lot of injuries in that game, too. That's something to think about going forward. I, I don't know if you're like me, but in the, in the Steelers, if the Steelers are in a situation that the Eagles were at the end of the game where they get the ball back, and you're like, okay, just get a first down and it's game over. Just get a first down, and they don't do it. Now, I understand why. They ran it three times. Everyone knew it. They were trying to have the Cowboys burn their timeouts, but – what an exciting finish to that game, probably a little bit closer than it could have or should have been. Definitely have was aided by some questionable calls on the on the Eagles at the very last drive, but still sure. you end up four and zero on the week. Have you had a perfect week yet so far in NFL picks this season? I think three and one was our best going in, Jeff. Or four right. and one maybe early on. Four and zero will take. I mean, we the the Sunday gravy, I have a Sicilian wife. The Sunday gravy tasted way better at the end of that Eagles game. <laughs> it, it always does. It cooks all day, and, and when the winners are, are winning, that, that gravy gets into you. It's a winner's meal. I bet. I bet. So there you go, 4-0 and last week. And then we went to college. And college, you know, you've talked about this on this podcast before, where really you're not the biggest – The college is not your bread and butter. We'll put it that way. You'll, you'll bet the games, but ultimately – there's a lot of variables with college kids out there, sure. and they still are kids that 
drunken debauchery or they fail a course or they're going to, you know, NIL money falls through. It could be anything, but you came through in a big way, even in the college side, man, the Cornhuskers, the Cornhuskers were the only team that let you down. You had them. You had the Nebraska Cornhuskers minus three at Michigan state. Michigan state is dreadful and Michigan state wins outright. I had, you had to be sick to your stomach. Yeah, I mean, you know, two and one in college is a good day. Any anytime you're walking away on Saturday, positive money, you should be happy. Nebraska didn't play their their usual game. They'd played the last few weeks. They, they seemed a little bit tight, and they seemed a little bit like they were they were feeling the pressure. They win that game, they're probably getting a nice bowl game, and you know that's what college is. I mean, you're going to have kids that that have never been there, and they're going to act like it sometimes. And, you know, Nebraska, who knows? Maybe a couple weeks down the line, we'll see how they're doing. Matt Rule's a good coach. and Team played hard, but but we're happy about the other two. Washington was great. Big win. Great game. That was the game of the week. Probably better than any pro game, except Dallas and the Birds, I guess. Well, let's talk about that Washington and USC game. You had the Washington Huskies were giving three and a half down in L.A. at USC, Southern California, and Came down to the wire. Washington pulls it out. Caleb Williams is balling in the stands with his parents. And I, that's another game. And this is the second game so far since we started this podcast. The first one was Washington, Oregon in the Pac-12 where it's back and forth. You don't know sure. how it's going to end up. The Washington football program has really turned it around. They have some really quality players, really good quarterback. You got to like them. I mean, the – the Huskies' offense is as good as anybody in the country. Their defense, obviously, isn't going to be comparable to some of the teams ranked ahead of them. But their schedule has been rough. I think they've beaten three ranked teams now. Uh, I, I think that they're knocking on the door of being in that top four. Uh, it could be Alabama backdooring them coming up. But that was a great game. We have two pro quarterbacks in that game, I think. Yep. Remind me of C.J. Stroud, both of those guys, the way they play. Mm-hmm. They got loose arms, the quick release. and That's fun. I mean, that's college football. That's the best of college football right there. We need more quarterbacks in the NFL like those two guys that can throw it, can read the game, make good decisions, and and I, I think we're lacking that in the NFL a little bit right now. I would agree with that 100%. And, the, you know, when you think about Washington as a team, you know, Ohio State and Michigan are going to have to play one another. Will that knock one of them out of the top four? We'll see. Uh, that's only uh, To me, college football is just starting. You, you, get sure. those, you get those homecoming games from Alabama and – South Carolina state, you know, coming in like those are done. Like now's when you get the big time games. You're going into bowl seasons coming up. This is when the most important games are. Let's finish up last week with Ohio state at Rutgers. Ohio state was giving 18 and a half. I said that I always am scared uh, with anything over two touchdowns. You said, I don't care. Take the Buckeyes and they win and they win big. I mean, Rutgers did play hard. I mean, they, they, they were into that game into the second half and we had a big, big turnover, big, Ohio State became Ohio State the number one team in the country. Their defense is lights out. Uh, they, Rutgers' defense, though, they played better than I thought they would. Uh, what we're looking for and why we like Washington, why we like Ohio State, you like teams that are going to light the lamp. Same thing in the NFL. If you have a team struggling to put points on the board, it's harder to, to put money on that team each week, you know, week in and week out, especially in college. They still let them hit a little bit. In the NFL, defense isn't winning games as much as it used to. So yeah. we, we're looking at teams that are going to consistently put points on the board. And Ohio State's been doing that. And I, I, I think that team has is, is got a lot of energy. And I, I like them going forward. I think that they could be in the national championship pretty easily. So that caps off a 6-1 and one overall week for you. 
a fantastic week of picks. I was busting your balls a little bit about the week prior where we didn't have as many wins. You rebounded in a big way. Now it's time we talk about this week's picks. Let's That's see if right. we can do back-to-back. As Mike Tomlin says, it's time to stack wins. That's it. Let's, st- let's start with college. You have three college picks this week. You've got the first one, Georgia Tech at Clemson. Clemson is struggling. We've talked about them on multiple occasions on this podcast. Georgia Tech is getting 14.5 points on the road. You like them in this game? I love Georgia Tech, Jeff. I, I feel like that line is too high for a matchup. I feel like Georgia Tech has the better quarterback, sophomore Haynes King. He's a dual-threat guy. 22 TDs to 10 picks on the year, 2330 yards on the year, at 545 rushing, uh, running seven yards a clip. That guy's a stud. And if he was on Clemson, they're probably undefeated right now, to be honest with you. Then he could throw in the running back. Jamal Haynes averaging just under six a, a clip, six TDs total. Georgia Tech's defense isn't too hot, but Clemson, uh, even last week, I watched a lot of that game against Notre Dame. Quarterback didn't win that game for them. He looked a little bit shaky. Um, Klubinek had another pick and a fumble. He only put up 109 yards passing in the game against Notre Dame. I, I think Georgia Tech's going to be tough for them to keep up with, and Georgia Tech's probably going to light up the lamp for 20 or 30, and I don't know if Clemson's going to be able to do that. We'll see. It's going to be a good test. Clemson's D is legit, obviously. Uh, best best season in five years for Georgia Tech. I like teams that are hot, that are that are feeling energy, that haven't felt around in the locker room in a long time, and they seem like they're on a little bit of a mission, and especially with that quarterback. And Clemson feels like there's just no air in that, that, that program anymore. I mean, it really, there's just – and Davo Sweeney had something really special with Trevor Lawrence, and they rode that wave for a long time, and it just feels like they have not been able to replace it. And their program is struggling right now. 14.5 points is a lot of points to spot. Like That's you a said, a very, a very good Georgia Tech team. I like this line. I think it's a good pick. Let's go to – that was ACC action. Let's go to the SEC. Alabama at Kentucky. The Crimson Tide, you've been kind of bullish on them this year, saying that they're not the typical Alabama – you like them giving 10 and a half at Kentucky. What are your thoughts there? Jalen Milrow looked like he turned the corner a little bit last week. Quarterback for Alabama. Looked like he's coming into some form. Looked like a Heisman candidate last week in that game. Beating LSU. Ran for 155. Four TDs. Threw for another 219. Probably the best game of his life. Seven straight wins for Bama. Uh, When Alabama gets rolling, Saban knows how to win with a winner. He's got those kids believing. Uh, Alabama coming into this matchup with Kentucky is 38 and two all time against Kentucky. 38 and two, Saban, hot quarterback coming off a big win. Bama knows they got to win to get into that top four or get in that top one, too. And if they do, they probably do. So I, yeah. I like Bama. Uh, that team's gotten better. Just when you think Saban maybe slipping a little bit, him and his assistants did a great job. And this team's a lot better than they were four weeks ago, that's for sure. So let me ask you about these two games before we go to our third. You're talking about double-digit point spreads here. When you're looking at a spread that's that large, are you looking solely at one team? So in this case, Alabama. You like the way they've turned their season around. They're starting to play better. The coaches are definitely coaching them up the way that we thought they would earlier in the season. Or do you also have to look at the matchup and the opposition? How do you particularly approach a double-digit spread when you're looking at the game? Well, uh, in the last game... When, when you're going with a team like Clemson, who's a defensive team, and they have a great defense, 
14 and a half for them to be laying against a quarterback that can score running game that's dominant in Georgia Tech. That pops out as a, an advantage to us in college. Uh, same thing with Alabama. That line's come down a little bit. I think it opened at 11, down to 10 and a half. Alabama can score and they can defend. I'm, I'm not as intimidated by 10 and a half with Alabama as I would be with, with a, a team that, that doesn't consistently score and control the ball. Um, Bama should control the clock. They should have possession two to one over Kentucky. And, and I think they're going into this game. They're looking at every game right now. I think in Alabama, like the national championship, because it is, and they, they know how to get kids excited. There's pressure in that, that locker room for every, for every guy. There's another two guys probably that can play in their spot or anywhere in the country. And, and Alabama is a, a tough team to beat when they're steamrolling. So I, I like a team that's coming in with momentum, that's giving up big points, and a team struggling to score. I don't like laying a lot of points, as you said. See, yeah, that's a very interesting take and a very interesting <laughs> approach to looking at matchups, looking at spreads. I would tend just I'm 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 the untra- I'm the untrained eye here because I'm not a huge gambler. I would be more inclined to look at Kentucky. What do they do? You focus more on Alabama, what they have on the line. That makes a lot of sense. And that's probably why you're the one that's making the picks and not me. So let's let's go to the uh Well and, uh Kentucky coming Kentucky was coming off three bad losses. They beat a Mississippi State team uh last weekend who who really doesn't have a legit quarterback. They lost their starter a few weeks ago. They've been shuffling two guys in and out. So I think there's a little smoke and mirrors in that win. Okay. Uh, and I, I think Alabama is at a different level team than Kentucky is. I would agree with that. Let's go to the game that everyone is excited to watch. Big 10 action, Michigan at Penn State. You made your thoughts and feelings about the Nittany Lions known very clear uh, two weeks ago when Ohio State and Penn State played, and you said, look, Penn State, they're not as good as people think. Ohio State's going to beat them. You probably are going to say something very similar. Michigan's giving four and a half. You said doesn't matter. Take the Wolverines. I think that four and a half is a discount, Jeff. Penn State, to me, is kind of like the Dallas cockroaches of the NFL. <laughs> America's team, I guess. They're always a little bit overrated. They tend not to ever get the, the big results. People like watching them on TV. They're going to have that obnoxious white uh, whiteout stadium, which is fine. Michigan, uh, Harbaugh, he loves being a villain. He loves that team feeling like everyone hates them. They're accusing him of this or that. Probably the best defense in the country. Um, I watched that Penn State game when they lost Ohio State. Quarterback Drew Aller for Penn State was not ready for that game. He didn't look like he belonged in that field with those other athletes out there. And I think Michigan's defense might be maybe even a little bit better than than Ohio State's. Uh, Number one against the pass, Michigan's D. Only giving up 140 yards throwing a game. Only giving up 67, uh, 6.7 points a game. So that's going to be tough on Penn State to move that ball. I think it's going to look a lot like that Ohio State game, and I think Michigan's deep, uh, offense may be a little bit uh, easier time scoring against Penn State than Ohio State did. So we're looking for we're looking for Michigan big in this game. Uh, I think this game could be over at halftime. To be honest with you, wow. uh, I, I like betting against Penn State in primetime games. To be honest with you, and we're going to keep going with that, and that's worked out well for us over the years. All right. So to wrap up the NCAA picks. Has has Georgia Tech getting 14 and a half on the road to Clemson. Take Georgia Tech. Alabama giving 10 and a half at Kentucky. Take the Crimson Tide and Michigan at Penn State. Michigan's giving four and a half. Don't worry about the points. Take the Wolverines. So there you have the NCAA picks. Now, before we even get to the NFL picks, let's talk about the quantity first. When you sent me your picks this week, I said, wait a second. Are you only picking two NFL games? And you said, well, we'll talk about this on the show. 
Why are you only taking two games? What's your thought process there? Well, Jeff, we we look at each game each week and we look for an advantage. And if there isn't one, then we're not going to take the game. Uh, this week's card for the NFL, we've got a lot of bad teams out there. We, we've got a lot of bad quarterbacks. And I think it's going to be tough for teams to consistently score uh, going into any game, any matchup this week. Um, Miami's off. Eagles are off. San Francisco. So, Jeff, we were looking at the card, and there are a lot of teams that look like they're going to struggle scoring the ball this week. I don't like betting against inconsistent betting for inconsistent quarterbacks, and there are a lot of matchups that that are just a little bit scary. San Fran going into Jacksonville, I, I can't imagine San Fran losing five in a row. Then again, I can't see them losing that game. That's a tough wager to put right there. Yeah, uh, and there are a lot of matchups like that this week, and with the quarterback position and and some changes being made, I think it's weak to, to just take on what you like and, and take where you have an advantage. That's always what we're looking at when we're, we're betting on these games. We're looking for a little bit of an advantage. I think it's important to note for all the listeners out there that might be listening to this podcast and thinking, hey, Pez has been really good this season. I'm going to try and think about maybe piling on with some of his picks or parlaying some of his picks, whatever. We're not just going to give you crap picks just to give you crap picks. He's only nah. giving you the picks that he believes in that he trusts, and in this week, in the National Football League, there's only two. So let's get this thing started. We talked about the Arizona Cardinals. It is being reported that Kyler Murray should be in the lineup, and that's probably why the spread is what it is as the Cardinals host the Atlanta Falcons. The Cardinals are getting one and a half points at home. Now, before we even go into this, you did say if Kyler Murray's not active, then this is going to change your pick in a big way. If Kyler Murray's not active, I think we abort this play, uh, or maybe you cut your play in half and, and you take a look at it. Uh, Clayton Toon, he did not look like an NFL quarterback last yeah. week. Uh, two picks, a fumble. Uh, having said that, if 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 Murray's playing, which it looks like he is, I, I just read an update after practice today that said he looked great. Um, Arizona's 4-5 and five against the spread on the season, which is mm. something most people probably wouldn't look at. And Atlanta's second worst in the league, two and seven against the spread. So Arizona's been playing hard, and they've been coached hard, and they haven't given up on this. And I think with Murray, that's a guy that the players like in the locker room. They're going to rally behind this guy. I think if he plays and he's he's at even 80 90%, we're looking at the Cardinals' big, big home win. I, I really do. I think that with Kyler Murray, he's also playing for his professional career. Because if sure. it doesn't work out there, they're going to cut ties with him. They'll trade him. They'll do whatever they have to to get out of that contract. And now he's going to be wondering, am I going to find another starting job? So he has a lot to prove when he sure. gets back on the field. But on top of that, the Cardinals just got shut out. That's a demoralizing feeling. These guys are professionals. I see them having a bounce back game. And I also think the Atlanta Falcons are just not that good. I just don't yeah. like what they're doing down there. And uh, Arizona's defense quietly has played some good ball. Their numbers don't really show it because they don't. They haven't really had an offense consistently this season. But Browns were only at six and six for seventeen on third downs last week. That tells me that's a team that's still playing hard. They're not giving up. They don't care about the scoreboard. And when they see a stud young quarterback coming back in, a guy coming back from injury that the players like, that's a big boost for a team. We, we we're going to look for them having a big big Sunday. So you like the Arizona Cardinals being home dogs, getting one and a half points against the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons have to go across country to the desert. That can matter as well. Falcons are also coming off of a big loss. that They're probably a little demoralized, even though the NFC South is sure. awful. Uh, they got to be feeling bad. So you like the Cardinals. Interesting play. 
Remember, if we record this on Wednesday, it runs on Thursday. When we talk about Kyler Murray, we don't know what's going on with him at this juncture. So let's go with the second and final NFL game, a game that I'm going to be watching very closely as a Steelers fan, someone that covers the team. The Green Bay Packers go to Pittsburgh. The Steelers are wrapping up three straight home games. This is the third and final of that home stretch. Steelers are giving the the very standard three-point home field advantage spread. And you say, take the Steelers. Love the Steelers, especially against Green Bay. We've won some money on Green Bay this season, Jeff. But after watching them last week and thinking about them, Green Bay stinks. They're one and three on the road this year. They struggle to score points. It was only seven to three at halftime against Brett Ripon last week in the Rams. Um, Steelers, as you know, defense, they're ball hawks. I think they're they're leading the league. I think they have a plus eight turnover ratio right now. They do. That's correct. Love that against a quarterback. Love and a team that fumbles the ball. Two series in a row last week. Green Bay should have put that game away. They fumbled the ball in the middle of the field. Uh, that's a team that tells me they're not being coached properly. There, there isn't a discipline in that locker room. I love the old Belichick rule. You fumble, you're out of the game for the whole game, yeah. unless your name's uh, Tom Brady or, or Edelman or somebody like that. But but that team looks sloppy. They don't look like they're, they're completely into it. Um, three fumbles, uh, a coaching staff that seems a little bit like they're kind of giving up on the season. Um, Steelers are 5-3 and three against the spread, one of the league's best, and, and they need a win. They win this game. They have two big ones coming up against Cleveland and Cincy. You know Tomlin knows what he's doing and that staff, and, and they're telling that team this is a, a, a game we win, and, and they're, I think, one behind Baltimore for first place. And yeah. Right now, right now, all four of those teams can make the playoffs, so you can't be giving up on – you can't be losing ground in, in this season in the AFC North. No. And the, and the AFC North is so ridiculously competitive this year with the worst record being five and three. And when you think about a game against the Green Bay Packers, a team that is not having a great season, a team that should on the road be underdogs, they should lose this game. This is a game the Steelers have to have. They have to, and I think they win, and I think they win by more than three. The Steelers offense is slowly but surely showing signs of life. It didn't, you sure. bet on them, you bet on them against Jacksonville two weeks ago, and they let you down. But in tennis against Tennessee on a short week at home in primetime Thursday night football, they did show some signs of life. Started off with that opening drive touchdown. Uh, I think that they can compound that and start to improve the defense. Like you mentioned, 16 total takeaways plus eight ratio, uh, or I'm sorry, differential. I like the Steelers, obviously. I like the Steelers sure. in this pick as well. So there you have Love our them. NFL picks. Cardinals plus one and a half against the Falcons at home, take the Cardinals. Steelers giving three at home, doesn't matter, take the Steelers. You have a bonus pick this week, Pez. Funny you say that, Jeff. We just had one sneak up on us today. Uh-oh. Uh, we're going to take it over to Europe, little Euro, little English Premier League. We've got Chelsea hosting Man City. Man City, if, if you're a, a, a soccer fan right now, Biggest cheaters in the history of the game. They got the most stacked lineup maybe ever assembled. <laughs> they win everything. They're only a minus 140 favorite going into Chelsea. I love Man City. I think the game's at 1130 on, on Sunday. Could be a big hit. That's the game of the week over there in England. It's nighttime because of the whole you know earth moving around in circles. So I, I love Man City. I think that's a, a bonus pick that you, know, you could even put a regular wager on. It, it, this isn't some raffle. This is a a solid play, fun team to watch. Well, not really. I'm a Man United fan, so I hate them. But but they're going to score some goals and could could be giving us some free money going into the football picks. There you go. I love it. Last week, did you watch any of that golf last week? 
Golf was great. Pretty uh, exciting finish. I mean, uh, our, our Ludwig, uh, he, 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 he fought hard at the end, but he couldn't pull it out. Not many people liking that Tiger course, Jeff. Maybe you're on to something no, with this anti-Tiger course guy. Uh, I'm not little... just anti-Tiger course. I'm anti-Tiger, by the way. But that's something <laughs> we'll talk about later. <laughs> Guy's back walking. We're going to have to start setting lines on the Masters. He's going to be coming oh out firing, Jeff. Get another green you. jacket. I told you, I'll say it again. Only gamble on him for one to two rounds max. You cannot do four rounds with him. You might as well just start gambling on him in the senior tour. That's your best bet. Uh, oh, 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 if Tiger hears that, he might be coming for you. That, that guy doesn't forget anything. That's fine. That is absolutely fine. All right, Pez, any final thoughts? Well, uh, Coach Coach Kevin Smith of the call sheet that I know you do a show with, big mm-hmm. Steelers guy, as you know, he guaranteed a Steelers win this week to, to all. And uh, if if they lose, he told me he's going to grow a mustache. The guy carries a light beard like a Tomlin kind of guy. Full mustache rest of the season, Coach Smith said, if the, if the Steelers go down. So <laughs> Pez's picks put that into our algorithm, and that pushed the Steelers way ahead, and, and that's why we're going with them. I love it. I love it. All right, well, we'll see how this week goes. Uh, make sure you check out Pez's picks wherever you get your podcast. In case you're catching us on the video side on YouTube, go to to search Pez's picks wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us. Uh, make sure you like our, uh, the channel on YouTube. Subscribe anywhere we get your podcast. Give us a good rating. We appreciate it. Pez, as always, thanks for your time. See you next week. All right.